Final Analysis presents the Knights of the Rock Table. We are recording live at Craft and Vinyl. Yes. On West Fifth Avenue in Columbus. Uh, and I'm playing injured. I don't know if you guys saw that or not earlier. <laughs> I'm playing injured. I'll give you but an eight and a quarter on the I recovery. Slipped. Injured I in warm-ups. I slipped in warm-ups. But here we are, Craft and Vinyl. Thank you so much for having us. And thanks for all the good people that have shown up here on this uh, Tuesday night Amen. in the C-Bus. So, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've explained to everyone what we are, sort of. And it's just it's cool. We have this really nice crowd. And we're all kind of sitting up here and we're thinking to ourselves, can we get them to come back? <laughs> can we get them to appreciate what we're doing. I we think should the free have brought beer more helped. free stuff. Well, I don't know. I said yes, and we want to say hi to our friends from Platform and Sibling Revelry. Uh, oh, yeah. The there for providing tonight's refreshments. Uh, Producer Greg Hansberry, everyone, put your hands together. And, and Greg, if you would, uh, introduce the players. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, I am your humble moderator, um, a.k.a. Duke Blackmore of Purple Deep. That's mm. my uh, nomination. The Duke. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The Duke. The Duke. Uh, but I want to introduce the Knights of the Rock Table from QFM 96, Columbus's favorite rock jock. It's Ooh. Arch Madness, a.k.a. Favorite. Sir Ace of Freely. Yes. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Hello, the voice hello. of an angel with devil horns high above his head. There he is, singer from Rock House, Doug Blessing, a.k.a. Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. Thank you. Thank you, Duke. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Hey, it's great to be here at Craft and Vinyl. I'll tell you what. What Troy's got going on here is he wants to do stuff just like this all the time and bring people out to uh, talk about rock and roll and appreciate music in Columbus. So thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. Thank you. Yeah. It's not thunder rolling in. It's the rock and roll drumming of Kevin Young of Gypsy Kings. Woo! A.K.A. Hello. Lord of the Thighs. How's everyone doing? <laughs> thanks for coming out tonight, Troy. Thanks for having us, man. Where shall we start? Well, let's start Greg. with our first segment. If you've ever listened to the Vinyl Analysis podcast, we have a segment called What's on Your Table, where we uh, ask our guests something just to tell us what they're listening to, what's on their table right now. So uh, we're actually, we'll start down here uh, with Kev. Kevin, oh. what's on your table? What is on my table? Let's go back to 1970, Black Sabbath. My introduction to heavy metal, gentlemen. Wow, 1970. Yes. The Wizard. Oh, that's a jam. Oh, my God. It's got the harmonica in it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you then know. you got Bill Ward and Tony Iommi doing the back and forth. Those two know. old dudes right there are like, God exactly. damn, they talk yes. about Black Sabbath. We're good to go. Does not we're good to go. Well, in pregame <laughs> yeah, warm-ups, we're talking we got, Black Sabbath, boys. We it's got coming. someone in the audience out here tonight we got you. that we was got in a you. Black Sabbath tribute band in high school. Where's he at back there? Yeah, Thank raise you, your hand. He was awesome. in a Black Sabbath tribute band in high school. No way. Bless you, yeah. brother. Absolutely. Right on, there you go. Horns up for you. Yeah. Uh, but my no. favorite track off that album, guys, The Wizard. Awesome. The Wizard, man. It, it blew my mind. Black Sabbath and Valerie Bertinelli for a junior high kid. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you what, what I is, would... What does Valerie Bertinelli have to do with The Wizard? <laughs> I'll tell you there? after the show. Okay, okay. I, don't, I wow. shouldn't ask questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> Valerie Bertinelli Please, please reference. continue. Mm -hmm. God, I can't, I I can't wait to figure out how you tie those two together, though. Mm, Let's hear it, Lord Pretty Boy Nicely. Floyd. What is on your table? Is, well, is that all you got, Kev? You yeah, yeah. That, just one. Okay. Well, maybe I need to trim off my list a little bit. Well, I, I will say the only rule, aside that there are no rules, is that if uh, you know if, if someone gets too long-winded, I've got this buzzer. One, one of the, the kids got this damn fucking uh, <laughs> Christmas present with these all these noisemakers. So, <laughs> so if any of these if any of these kids start going too long, I'll just. <laughs> 
All right, well, in that case, uh, I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, first off... Well, you better get it ready for me. Oh, gosh. Being, being, being buddies with these guys, uh, we always have a text thread going, and we're always shooting each other songs. So uh, a couple of these I got from these guys. I did not discover these on my own. First one, uh, if you've not heard of the band Burning Rain, which Kevin sent yes. me... Uh, yeah, features, good call on that, Features Kevin. some rock superstars. Uh, Keith St. John, who was a singer for Kingdom Come. Sean McNabb, who's a journeyman bass player, has played in Quiet Riot, Doc and Lynch Mob. The famous Doug Aldrich on guitar. Love Blas him. Elias from the band Slaughter on drums. They have a kick-ass song called Midnight Train. You can find the video on YouTube. Definitely check it out. I'm a big riff guy. I like a nice, heavy, driving that riff. That melody kicks ass. Man, and he's got a voice. So oh, yeah. check that out. Uh, next up, uh, there was a band that uh, came out in 89. They had two albums out. I saw them on both tours at the Newport Music Hall, a band called Tora Tora. Yeah. Their, biggest, yeah. their biggest hit was a song called Walking Shoes. All four original members are, are back together, hanging out. They've got a new album coming out called Bastards of Beale, and they have a new tune out on YouTube you can find called The Rose of Jericho. Once again, riff heavy, basic rock and roll. Uh, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, so, uh, guitar solo, back to the chorus. But it's a great driving tune. Uh, you guys will like it. Rival Sons. Anybody hip to the band Rival Sons out here? Let me hear from you. You guys yeah. hip to that band? Now okay. they're the, they're kind of the, they're one of those ones that's actually trying to uh, like kind of carry the flag. <laughs> Go Jackets. There you go. Right on, dancing Kevin. Kevin back there, like, yeah, I remember, baby. But they're uh, they're one of those ones that uh, that we've been hearing a lot about that they might be that next generation of rock bands. Well, I think that this this I I listened to some of their stuff. It was it was much more a little more blues influence. This is definitely a little more driving rock and roll. They've opened for a lot of big bands over the last few years. This is their first album since 2016. They've got a great song that just came out called "Do Your Worst." And the album is called Feral Roots. It is not out yet, but you can check out the song, Do Your Worst. And my last one, I heard, this is great. You guys got to check this out. Now, I'm not a fan of the band Ghost. Do we have anybody that's a fan of the band Ghost in here? Right All right. On. I'm right not going to say that I like them or don't like them. I just don't know enough about right. them outside of what I've heard that, you know, the big stuff. But they're obviously very popular. Arch. Tell them the story, dude. I hung out in, in Archie's Hawk's Nest uh, uh, about a month or so ago. It's the name of my garage. It's a yeah. bar. It's called the Hawk's Nest. We and watch Seahawk <laughs> games and we drink beer, don't and we? And he turned me on to a German metal band called Power Wolf. <clears throat> All right? So, Carolyn, I saw you raise your hand about Ghost. Check out the band Power Wolf. If you like Ghost, you will like this band. But they have a song that is absolutely brilliant. I think that's why I'm, I'm so enthused with the song. The song is called Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend. And how I was like, how did no one ever think of that in the 80s? That's brilliant. Demons Ozzy are a girl's best Ozzy friend. Ozzy should have thought of that. Exactly, right? You couldn't Marilyn say Manson's. demons. So, you can see the album cover now. Yes, yes but it's got, yeah. the video has over 10 million views on YouTube. They are, their albums are, they are massively popular band in Germany. They haven't um, come over yet. They haven't, they haven't come, over, come yet. over here yet. But We've they been are, waiting. They are playing all the big, all the big rock festivals over uh, in Europe, especially in like Germany and Sweden and so forth. Check them out. The band is called Power Wolf. The song is called Demons Are a Girl's Best Friend. The video is awesome and incredibly produced, and it's a catchy as hell song. So and, and what's check your friend it out. over there who likes Carolyn, ghosts? right here. Yeah, Carolyn, she's, she's a drummer as well. Yeah. And this is kind of the, the comparison I would give you. Like, Ghost and the popularity that they've had would almost be a Nirvana in that type of music, where Power Wolf is Pearl Jam. There you they go. They were doing it, and they're doing their own thing, and they are very talented. Two brothers... Uh, are on the on, on guitars 
and uh, they are re- they're a really cool band. And my buddies buddies and I, it was one of those deals. You ever just get on YouTube at late at night and just start looking for stuff, right? Musically, <laughs> usually we, not bands. Right on, right yeah, on. I know. Now that's a whole other. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's a, a whole podcast. other YouTube search, Kev. <laughs> But we we discovered this band and and they're and they're a German power metal band like like Doug was saying, but they uh, they haven't had the success that Ghost has. So if you like Ghost and you like that style of music and you talked about riff heavy, mm-hmm. Powerwolf is one of those bands and that's that, that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that you that you, that you brought. Uh, them I've up listened to that song hundreds of times. Love those guys. Love those guys. Carolyn, you will dig them. Yeah, yeah, check it out. So there you go. Thank you, Hansberry, for not giving me the buzzer for having four songs. I was songs getting there when Archie won. started. Yeah, yeah. Go, ahead, get that, go ahead and grab, grab that shit. And right. if you gave Archie more time, I'm going to call favoritism if you, gave it, you. if you gave it's it. All Sir Ace of Freely, right. what okay. is on your table? Uh, I, I want to throw two new bands at you. Now, they are unfamiliar bands with very familiar members. <laughs> you have a familiar member as well, Kevin, but that's a whole other... That's a whole other podcast. Now, Take him one, everywhere. The first one I want to go with is the End Machine. Yes. Now the End Machine is yes. three quarters. Do- How many people here know of the band Dokken? There we go. Anyone? Awesome. Anyone? Now the End Machine. Oh yeah, Eli, show him your back for the attack shirt. Our friend yeah, Eli. Oh yeah. Show everybody, Eli. Look at that. Wow. Stand up on the table. That is. There. No, That's don't stand, it. but. Is that yeah. an original, Eli? Yeah, it is. That's yeah, it beautiful. Is. No, I forgot more about Doc. Just tell me yes. It'll, I'll, no. I'll sleep better tonight. <laughs> I don't know if it's an original, but it's a medium. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Man. He's wearing a dicky underneath it, which it is, is interesting. It is. It is. So, uh, it's cold. It's like nine degrees out there. The end machine is three quarters Dockin and one quarter Robert Mason. Now, Robert Mason is the current singer for Warrant. Yep. Also was in Lynch Mob, and I'm sorry for the Oni Logan fans out there. That second Lynch Mob record was my favorite Lynch Mob record, the one with Tangled in the Web. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, Robert is the current singer of Warren. He was also in Lynch Mob, and the first single is called Alive Today. And it came out earlier this month, and I already sent it to the boys in, in, a, in, our, in our text thread. Uh, their self-titled debut album comes out March 22nd. Now the other, the other band that's on my table... Altitudes and Attitude. Now, the album is called Get It Out, and it came out just last uh, Friday night, and I told you guys that I was going to download it at midnight. That's nice. And you the dork do I am. You didn't have to go all the way to Karma Records. And get right. I, I, yeah. Yes, I didn't a have to do that. A la Camelot 1991 when Your Illusion came out, right? Stop it. Don't you remember that? <laughs> going out to those You places. remember that? You guys remember waiting in line outside you, the we, store? Let me tell you something about kids in the 80s. We would these record stores. So they and, and they they would open up at midnight and let us buy the albums. Seventies were like that, weren't they, fellas? These guys. See, I've won them back. I've won them back. The old dudes are back with us. So yeah, but you would do that. You would go out and you would. It, it was it was awesome. You would get in line almost like you're waiting for tickets, but it would be to buy the records. I, I, I digress. Anyway, I bought it the night it came out at midnight. It's crazy. iTunes really does do that. Because I was curious, like, do they really start it? Like at like 11.50, I checked, and the album wasn't up yet. Nope. And exactly at midnight, they did put it up. Uh, it just came out last Friday. The band is made up of two bass players who are on the, the top of the food chain in thrash metal. Uh, two of the big four bass players, Frank Bello uh, of the band Anthrax, mm-hmm. 
and then David Elfson of Megadeth. Now, Frank sings, plays rhythm guitar and bass, and David plays rhythm guitar and bass. And uh, guest appearances from my idol, uh, Ace Fraley. Also, Nita Strauss appears on this record. Yeah. And, and uh, Satchel from Steel Panther. Oh, yeah. There you go. If you've seen Steel Panther, if you're Steel hey, Panther. Look at this. Little this, love. So, oh, right on, man. Huh? You got the Steel Panther. So the single is called Late. It is melodic hard rock. And there is an element of Foo Fighters in it. You're not going to, you're not going to get an Anthrax or a Megadeth record. But I think you will be pleasantly surprised. It's a very melodic hard rock record. There are elements of thrash. They have some great solos in it. It's great. Uh, and, and these two, and, and quite honestly, and I'm a David Ellison guy, and anybody that's listened to this program knows that I'm, I'm Megadeth through and through. But Frank Bello might be one of the best bass players uh, in rock. And, and to have him be, being able to sing, almost, it, it's... It's like the Dave Grohl of, of bass players. It's, it's cool. And it's a great sounding record. If you get a chance, Altitudes and Attitude. Uh, but that is what is on my table, uh, Craft and Vinyl. Do you think so they could have put maybe a little more work into the name, though? Uh, yeah, I, I know. You uh, and the uh, names. Well, it sounds like a Jimmy we Buffett album. I'm saying, <laughs> are you with me out here? Yeah. And yeah. the altitudes and attitudes? Oh, trust me. I, mean, I, I feel like even, I want a margarita to drink no, with that. Douglas, honest to God. <laughs> He's going to be singing to, the national anthem <laughs> on that record. I didn't even know really how to pronounce it correctly until we got here. It, well, I, and I've owned the record for three days. I'm glad that you got the name of that band yeah, out of the way before band. you'd had another Check beer because you might not have been able to get it out. the truth. All right. Topic number one. Well, and, and QFM 96 presents Tesla. Woo! Hey! At Express Live, Friday, April 12th. So what we decided to do, we thought it'd be cool. I hope these guys don't get pissed. Tesla, kind of our generation's Aerosmith. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Um, but uh, what Tesla means to you. So that's, that's where we're going there. All right. Well, let me set it up for you. You know, uh, because uh, as we talked about, uh, there's a new Phil Collins produced album due out in March. Right. Uh, called Shock, which uh, that title track is out now on Spotify and other, other things you can find. Um, but they're, yeah, like we said, going to be in uh, town April 12th. So mark your calendars now. Um, but yeah, Knights, what are your thoughts on Tesla? What's uh, th their mark on rock history, their new tour, their new material? We're going to start with you, uh, Dougie, Lord Pretty Boy of the Floyd. What do you got? Well, I'll tell you what, I was thinking about this today when we were getting ready to do this. So what I, what I haven't been able to, to pin down about Tesla is, so for those of you guys that like remember when they were actually like, you know, back in the 80s, they never quite reached the popularity of like Motley Crue or Poison. But for whatever reason it is, they're so popular right now. Like, I, you know, they, the last time that I, last this two times. This will sell out, though. Yeah, this the last two times out. I saw them was at uh, Express Live and when, or you know, what was it called for it? Lifestyle Pavilion or whatever. It was sold out. And, like, there are not that many bands from that era that could sell out that venue. But they weren't, they weren't like, amazingly popular back in, like, 86, 87, 88. They were, they were popular. But the, the first time I saw them in concert, which was when Love Song was their hit at the time, which I arguably is their biggest single, I would say. You know, definitely in the top couple singles. Sadly. But they were the, but they were the opening band for Poison on that tour. Poison was on the... Uh, uh, open up and say ah tour, and uh, t Tesla was on. Uh, it wasn't mechanical resonance. It would have been. Uh, so that would have been. Uh, I'm trying to think. Psychotic the great, No, the great radio. Controversy. Great radio controversy. And uh, so that was at Buckeye Lake. Tesla was opening for Poison. Now, uh, but Tesla for some reason has figured out 
Um, and obviously, they're incredible musicians, which I think is probably the biggest reason that musicians over the decades respect who they are as musicians. But man, they have figured out a way to stay relevant to rock and roll. So when they play at venues that that uh, that even for like a modern band might only be at you know 75% capacity that fit 3,000, 4,000 people, they sell it out. And that's amazing for a band from that era to still be able to do that. So um, when you ask what, I mean, I guess the question was what Tesla means to me. To me, it's like I, I look at them and I'm like, somehow these guys figured out a formula that most of these bands lost. And I don't know if it's because they, they maintain so many of their original members. They've certainly had their share of drama over the years. There's no question about that. Health issues, drug issues, so forth. But they figured out a formula that kept them relevant, and I have extreme respect for them for that because very few bands have been able to pull that off. Doug, your uh, must-hear Tesla track. Oh, geez. Uh, I'll tell you what. My favorite Tesla track, um, strangely enough, I've loved this song since it came out, but I didn't know until last year that it was a remake, and I, I'm going to look around the faces and a few of you guys. Did you guys know the song Little Susie is a remake? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. The song Little Susie is real, but the song Little Susie, my favorite, my favorite. I love the, the uh, melodic intro, and then, and then the song itself is just, ah, it's just so, mm, it's just so roll up the windows and, uh, in the car and uh, have a beer and maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. <laughs> and crank it up. There you then go. roll yeah. the window back yeah. down a little and bit. And I, I, wish, I wish my buddy Joe Dawkins was here. His brother Donnie's here. Donnie Dawkins in yeah. the house. But, but I remember yeah. when me and me and Joe Dawkins went and saw Rat at the Al Rosa about six, seven years ago. When it was it was uh, all the original members except for uh, Robin, Robin right. who obviously dead, and Carlos Cavaz was there. And well we, we we partied in the parking lot at at Al Rosa as anybody should. And we I bet we listened to Little Susie like seven times in a row in my car. <laughs> well, she's That's little. It's up. a short That's song. A Joe yeah. so it's I a want. great great That's song. So there you go. My must hear Tesla song. Little Susie. There you go. Arch, we're coming to you, Sir Asa Freely. Yeah, let's hear your, your uh, grab your, your damn buzzer. Oh, okay, just go ahead let's and grab it. Right. So let's yeah. hear your Tesla. Tesla so talk. here's the thing: I love to tell stories and have people, especially the folks, the guys and gals my age, are like, "Yeah, man, I did that. That's 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 what I did. That I was remember the that. same experiences." Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about the soundtrack of my youth. I love the first four studio albums that Tesla did. It's the the Geffen years. Yep. But those first three albums, let's just start. Go ahead and start the clock. Mechanical Resonance. I saw the fourth show on the North American Hysteria Tour with Def Leppard, October 5th, 1987. Uh, Charleston, West Virginia. That kind of exposes where I'm from. You know it, girl. <laughs> this was this was my first concert without my parents. Can I tell a little story? You're Would on you the clock. You're on the clock, Art. Told a little story about me and you Death go get a Leopard pizza, Doug? and Tesla back in 1987. So check this out, gang. Our shows would either come up to Columbus or we would go down to Charleston, West Virginia, to the Charleston Civic Center. So. A lot of folks, a lot of people in my class uh, went down to Charleston to see uh, Tesla and, and Def Leppard. Two of the people that went with me were my friends. Uh, they were two Chris's. Chris Schmeeds, who was the tallest guy in our class at 6'6", mm-hmm. a basketball star. And then also, Did he sign your yearbook? You're going to love this. Okay, yeah. Also, there was Chris Quisenberry, 
Now, Chris Quisenberry was the shortest guy in our <laughs> class. And let me tell you something about Chris Quisenberry. Ended up being a Marine, and he's... He, he's bad motherfucker. He Made up for his height. Bad ass, yeah. right? So anyway, we go down to Charleston, West Virginia, to see Tesla and Def Leppard. Now, there were a bunch of other kids going, and I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, who's seen the movie 16 Candles, right? Oh, yeah. Who, ladies, do you love Jake Ryan? You goddamn right you love Jake Ryan. Well, Jake's my boy. Marietta, Marietta Jake Ryan also went to the show. And this kid was I I grew up with him. He's a sweetheart, but he was our Jake Ryan. The rich kids also went to the show. Uh-oh. Okay? So we get to the concert. The rich kids buy all kinds of concert t-shirts. Oh, yeah. They're buying all uh, kinds yeah. of concert t-shirts. Well, the they merch can afford stable, them. yeah. They can afford them. I bought mechanical resonance. That was my T-shirt, and I was—I mowed about six fucking lawns to get it. Fifteen both bucks. ways. I went up the hill both ways, boys. So we go to the show. We see them. They're buying their T-shirts. We're buying our T-shirts. They've got great seats. I mean, they're down on the floor. We're up top, right? Those pompous. Def Leppard goes. You know, Def Leppard comes on. We're like, let's do it. We're heading down, gang. Don't you dare hit that buzzer. So we run down. That's only the first album. This is only the first album of Tesla. There's like three more before they get to that acoustic one. So, so we run down onto the floor, Trap. We run down onto the floor. We pass the rich kids. Yeah. Okay? I should also mention that Jake Ryan brought his little brother with him. Oh, his little brother nice. Nice. probably had seven to eight T-shirts that he bought. So we stick little Chris Quisenberry on top of Chris Schmitz. So you've got like an eight-foot monster at this Chris's. point. We're ahead of the rich kids. Jake Ryan's little brother, I'm not shitting you. Bible's this high, kids. He, they are throwing T-shirts. Quisenberry on top of Schmeeds' shoulders. He's catching every freaking... Who tries to throw a T-shirt at Def Leppard? This kid was like, he was trying to get the T-shirt up to Def Leppard. My boy caught every single nice. T-shirt. Attaboy. Attaboy, Chris. On the hour and a half ride from Charleston back to Marietta, oh, we had a we had a Def Leppard and Tesla T-shirt draft. <laughs> <laughs> we were all picking. He had so many damn shirts. We all got a shirt, and then I'm not shitting you, Chris Quisenberry for like the next two weeks had a different Def Leppard shirt every day. at school. He had a different. Everyone's like. Jesus, man, where did you get all these How many lawns did you mow? Oh, and Jake Ryan's little brother was trying to figure it out what happened to all his (laughs) T-shirts. And the simple shit threw them all, and Chris Quisenberry caught them. (laughs) On to the next record. The Great Radio Controversy. Released February 1st, 1989. That was my senior year. Uh Now, this was the tape that was on repeat for the senior trip. And I don't know if you guys know this, but the capital, the capital of, of Ohio is Myrtle Beach. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Hello. In the 80s, it That's was Myrtle true. Beach. We all went, who went to Myrtle Beach as a kid? <laughs> yeah. Huh? You're damn right you did. I went over Spring Break four times. So we went our senior trip to Myrtle Beach uh. after graduation, enough said, with the great radio controversy. Their next album was Psychotic Supper, released in 1991. My 20-year-old ass had just left home. It took me two years to incubate. There and then I got right. the hell out of there. Yeah, you did. 
did good. I moved up onto Chittenden Avenue, Hansberry. Oh, yeah. There you go. On the Ohio State now campus. We're talking. I bought this. This was one of my first CDs, too. I bought this CD at Magnolia Thunder Pussy. I feel like we ah. ought to pass the plate. Took it back. Yeah. So let me, in summation, before Greg hits the button. How long had you been homeless at that point? I cannot believe my parents set my ass on, on Chittenden Avenue. And they had had the one, enough, no, guys, I think. It was the 100 block. I mean, it was right where Indianola smacks in. Oh, yeah. There was a house next to mine. These cats will remember. There was a house next to mine on Chittenden that was spray-painted, Clapton is God. Well, Clapton I is God. I lived in the house next to the Clapton is God house. Got nothing accomplished. I went to school for seven years, and I'm not a doctor. But here's the deal. <laughs> My first concert without parents. Senior trip to the beach. And life on my own. Damn, boys. Tesla, Tesla. has always is. been in the background of yes. my life. And I know what it takes. Say it. To be a man. Ooh. That was one of their songs. I just threw that out there. Go ahead, hit the. You were waiting all day to say that word. I, yeah. I wrote that at like was three o'clock. That was all a build up well for that And rehearsing that shit all day long. <laughs> is that it? Is that That's it? it. Go. But That's my nice life. Round of and, and I Thank hope you. Thank other you. people have different experiences. Yes. I hope Greg got that on tape because on this tour, Tesla's going to play that whole segment before they go on stage. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the now, opener at every now, show. No, okay, with so like a up? cool mo video montage. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, we got our boy. All right, well, uh, not the you know Kevin. You want to follow that, buddy? I can follow it. What do you got on Tesla, bro? Anybody can follow that. Kev can. Tesla, for me, 1986 92X, Little Susie. <laughs> little Susie. Talk about 92X. Give some 92X, Susie Wad, Stereo Quad, Susie Wad Susie on Friday Wad. night. Yeah. Huh? Was she not the I shit? I think she oh, owns yeah. a subway somewhere. But and then you know. Following up what Archie said about Tesla, the thing that I love now looking back that I didn't recognize at the time, their drummer, Troy Laquetta, the dude plays for the song. It doesn't matter what damn album you listen to. There's no, hey, look at my chops. Hey, listen to me, guys. Troy's playing for the song. It's Troy and Frank and then Jeff. You talk about solid as a rock. And, and Troy, and I would love to know this because... Everybody always slobbers over Frank. Well, yeah. I'm guilty of that. He's, Jeff Keith, the guitar player is the Jeff sexy Keith is one, in his know? 60s, and he sounds as good as he did Dude, in 1986. telling you. But, but Troy Laquetta, he's a guy that, he was the guy that was always on the, uh, on, in the magazines as far as endorsing drums and yeah, endorsing yeah, cymbals and yeah. endorsing sticks. Well, he Tesla was the was musician pump, Yeah, Tesla was that pumping band. out albums, and the drum companies were like, hey, dude, we want you on our posters. And he was like, all right. He got sober. Duke can still play like a fucking animal. My favorite, favorite album, The Great Radio Controversy, and my favorite track, Heaven's Trail. Heaven's Trail. There the we slide go. guitar. You know, I, I was getting ready song. to say that. The slide guitar, man, it's great. It uh, kicks it, and it holds up today. It does. If they released that today, I would listen to it. Absolutely. And, and, and guys, and I say this, and I throw this shit around a lot, and I said there are generations, Aerosmith, they really were. And as much as, you know, you look at our shirts and you look at the shit we're wearing, the hair, hair bands were huge with us. 
Tesla was not one of those bands, guys. You know why? Tesla because they didn't put the fucking bands. eyeliner on. You know, they didn't and sell and out. Well, and you talk about a song say, like Heaven's Trail, well, like it's got this cool folky influence, a slide guitar, yes. where they weren't doing that stuff on Motley Crue or, or you know these records. Well, and I know and, these and, cats will dig this. Frank Cannon, the lead guitarist, and and I don't want to say the brains of the outfit because he, but he's written a lot of the music that we know. He is married to Dickie Betts's uh, daughter. Right. So there you I mean, go. there's slide guitar. There's, and boom. I found out when Dickie Betts was getting, when he was sick here, like in the last month or so, I got all my medical right. updates from Frank Cannon. Well, and he's he also was talking about his father. Government mule. Hello. Yeah. Oh, there's a there, yeah. <laughs> so, there's yeah, another one. Very, and those are a lot of a bands that you don't band. don't come. You know, you don't think of Allen Brothers and Van Halen. You, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's that divide of like the the southern class. Right. You know, well, yeah, and, yeah. and that's and, cool. There's this. this that's the, why Tesla's cool. They got that little blend. Well, and the thing is, and you you got to understand that like Tesla at that moment, they had no choice but to open up for Def Leppard. They had no choice. But yeah. to open up for poison, yeah, they true. had no choice. You know, insert whatever you know. Here's hey, Archie, you them three times in, in a row or whatever, man. Hey, did They're they steal that show in Charleston? Oh, they absolutely stole it. There but you the go. Thing was we knew at that moment we had we had heard Modern Day Cowboy and seen it on MTV. MTV is a whole other discussion, uh, young people, because it used to uh, kick major ass. <laughs> and, and, and and the thing is, we went. It was one of those deals. And do you remember when you used to go to a show? And you were excited to hear the opening band. Oh yeah, because no that. one is like the opening band yeah. was like the big deal. The opening band was like, oh, I know Def Leppard. That's some of those. Yeah, but man, have you heard that song by Tesla? Modern Day Cowboy. Well, now they just want to see Phil Collins with his fucking shirt off for some reason. Well, <laughs> well, my wife is one of those people. You guys, that well, you heard us talk about Frank Hannon several times. Who's who an incredible guitar player, obviously, and is like the he is the guitar behind. I mean, uh, the, the, the noticeable guitar behind Tesla. So how many of you guys have seen Tesla in concert out here? Let me, let me see some hands. All right. Yeah, a lot of you guys. Was anybody... I, I, tr I tried to find my ticket stub last night. I couldn't find it, although I did find my Tora Tora ticket stub from 1989. That is so Tesla played at the Newport. I'm going to say it was 96. And uh, Frank Hannon was in rehab. And Jeff Keith was deathly sick. And they still played the show. I was there. I had front row. That's a famous show. And it was town. it was crazy because it was like, whoa. I mean, it's like they still obviously, most bands, I mean, come on. Every other band in this world would cancel if that happened. The lead singer was like down with the flu and your like famous guitar player was, was in rehab. You don't play that show. They still played the damn show and it was sold out. It was packed. It was it was insane. I'll never forget that because it was they they still pulled it off. They but had it to was, pay for his rehab. It was it was noticeably different, but they did pull the show off. But I I can I my, throw, yeah go, sorry I, go I ahead. I was wondering of, if anybody else was at that show. I'll never forget it. That's awesome that Doug has has those memories of, of a Tesla show and that was a famous show because everybody talks about oh, when man. Jeff Keith it was, was crazy sick, yeah and Frank was sick sick yeah yeah but they got back together in 2000 and played at the newport and this is kind of cool i'm just kind of throwing this on top but the guys who i graduated with the guys i grew up with chris and chris no that's a whole oh, that was God, that yeah. was mechanical resonance but my buddy zach and danny and all of us uh we you know we were really into tesla when tesla got back together in 2000 with the reunion I got all the guys' tickets, and we went to the show together. And all those guys, I've already ordered the tickets, so we've got our tickets, and here we are, you know, almost in our 50s here, and we're, and we're going to see Tesla again. I think that's the most, that's the fun thing, when you got buddies that you can hang with, and you have those moments. 
And and I'm I'm very blessed to have those guys coming back, and we're gonna go to that show in April. Well, all right, well, and you brought so up, I'm looking forward yeah, to that. That's awesome. We're not gonna get as drunk as we did in Myrtle Beach, and there's I mean, not gonna be will. quite yeah. as much, nah, you, you know, yeah, you trim will. hunting <laughs> as we did at Myrtle Beach. All right, well, but we're all married and have. You bring kids. up a good point about this new tour. It's gonna be awesome. It's this gonna be awesome. Tour. Trim um, hunting. That's what I was gonna ask about this new single out. Uh, it's a self-titled or the uh, 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 title track from from the record is already released. It's called Shock. Now, uh, Doug mentioned something earlier about how they can still hang today. It, it kind of still sounds new. Does anybody, you guys listen to the band Spoon? Anybody a Spoon fan? Maybe oh I'm the only, God, only hipster millennial. Spoons and your black keys. Uh, I can't keep up. Greg. This track is, uh, to me, an 80s rock Spoon song. and I, I, In a good way. That's a compliment. I really fucking dig it. Well, so just real quick, uh, on, on thoughts on the new new material, because they, they got a new guitar player. Well, no, Dave, real Root, Dave Root has been in since 2004, and Tommy Skio uh, was, I mean, honestly, such he was a big part of the band. A lot of times it just doesn't work out, so Tommy Skio is out of the band. I will say this, Phil Collin of Def Leppard is producing this right. record, and I'm already hearing some backlash from people who don't want it to sound like a fucking Def Leppard record, mm-hmm. especially 19... Oh, God, yeah. uh, you, they mm-hmm. don't want to hear the hysteria. Yeah, overproduced, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and you do hear it in the new song. I do hear it in the new song. But I also hear Jeff Keats' voice, and there's no way to screw up but Frank Cannon's tone. But it's cool. It's contemporary. I, I and absolutely it, love it. it, it I, I love it. Those guys could, I like it. They could like shit it. on cardboard, and I'd probably buy it. Well, Bam. The, well, the beauty of it is, is that most of these bands from this era, when they come out with new material and they play and they play live, they you, they play one track off the new album. We were just talking back there about even like Black Sabbath on their last tour didn't play anything off the album that they had come out. So. The thing about Tesla is they will, remember. they will play a few songs off of this new album when they play live here in April. They will yeah, play. Yeah, so, well, they embrace it. So I'm, yeah, so I'm going to wait until I hear these songs live mm-hmm. because this they're a kick-ass live band. And like the, you know, you can talk about the production values like that. You know, it's and it definitely sounds good. But man, I will see. I bet you they will rock live, and that's what I'm looking album forward to. Album due out of March. Kev, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. Tesla. You know what, guys? When we went. We all listened to the new Enough's Enough album. Then we went down to Cincy. Okay. 100%. What did we say? Yeah. Wow. We like those we songs. Heard live, when you we heard it live. We loved it. We loved it. We didn't care for the production much, but we loved it live. Tesla, maybe the same thing. We'll see. Now, in the spirit of Tesla, and let's move on. And I and I this is something that we kind of prep the audience with, and maybe we will hear from them. But in the spirit of Tesla, that twin guitar sound. Now, we thought it would be fun to give our favorite guitar duo. So let's give ours. If, if any of you have a guitar duo uh, that you would also like to throw out there. But, but go ahead, Greg. Who, who's going? Who's Well, actually, who? uh, real quick, I want to go first because I actually prepared something yours for this. Yours is really good. Oh. So, uh, Trap's going to love I got yours. my record over here, uh, Some Girls. Now there's Look been you know you know Keith Keith Richards is is you know a fucking god but and he's had two or three other guitar players along with him but uh, I saw them on their recent tour they came to the the shoe and I, I saw them in Indianapolis but the person that impressed me the most Ronnie Wood absolutely yeah. fucking love yes. me some Ronnie Wood so I have uh, Ronnie and Keith as my as my uh, my favorite duo. Specifically, this record, Some Girls. I love Some Girls. Um, Beats of Burden. Uh, uh, Issue. Yeah, love it. Now, and you know what? And I'm not trying to poo-poo this, and I would love to hear what some of the, the other folks have to say. Yeah. There are people, and, and Ronnie's in that, and what Ronnie meant to the faces and all that stuff. Right. 
But there was also a cat named Mick Taylor who kind of came in well, and played with yeah. them. And, and some people think that Mick might have actually been the best guitar player that even sneaked through... Uh, the Rolling Stones camp. Yeah, and I've seen that too. Mick and, and I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm just, well, I'm just yeah. Brian Johnson and, and Brian Johnson is one of the founding members. But for Jones, but, right? Or excuse me, yeah, Brian Jones. They found yeah, him Jones. So, uh, but, but I think it's just for me personally is when I saw them live. I mean, and granted, this was two, three years ago. Uh, you know, the millennial over here. But watching Ronnie Wood work the stage. Oh, boom! Oh, he yeah. stole the show for me. Can't you hear me knocking? Yeah. With, with, oh, with Ronnie God, Wood, it's on. like one of the signature moments. Yeah. So yeah, in, not in not the slamming the other show. other guitar players. Players, but, no, for uh, sure, man. That's what I got. They're that's awesome. Sweet. All right, They're so awesome. uh, I guess we we gotta start, we're gonna start down there with you, Kev. We haven't started. Come on, B. What do you got? Yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, I hear this. My favorite guitar duo, yeah. a dumb drummer. Yeah, that's why we start with <laughs> you. Only, only up to go. Oh go. boy, you're smarter than the average drummer. Well, is. thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you really are. Judas Priest screaming for vengeance. Here you go. Here we go. How fucking awesome. Here we go. How Absolutely. fucking awesome. I love it, man. Huh? I love Priest. Glenn Tipton and KK Downing. But my favorite guitar duo, Ooh. Brad Whitford and Joe Perry from oh, the Mighty Aerosmith. You know why? Right? Because Joe right? Perry would not have been Joe Perry and Aerosmith no, without Brad, Whitford. I'm with you. Whatever. And he never gets that. the credit. And Whitford played, uh, on, oh, like, he's the That's rock star in Dream On. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Whitford, I mean, man. He's it, so unsung. And when they left the band, how well did that fucking album do? No, I got you. What could... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Not well. Uh-huh. Steven? Not well. Album didn't Steven? Do well. Anyone? Dancing Kevin, it didn't go well. It didn't no, go it did well. Not. It didn't did go well. It sunk like a rock. <laughs> you would have but never no. have danced to yeah. anything off of that album. It was kind of like our blue you. line in front of Bob, Dancing Kevin. <laughs> didn't go well. Go back and listen to this, gang. And, and Greg... We, some of these have to get on the on the Spotify yeah, playlist. Yeah, Kevin, uh, you bring up a good pl- uh, point here. We have a Spotify playlist. Uh, if you go to Spotify, look for uh, Vinyl Analysis. But we like pair songs that go with this podcast. We'll we'll like cultivate a whole playlist of stuff we're talking about, stuff that's kind of adjacent to, so you can kind of listen to the soundtrack as you kind of dig into. The now podcast. I tried to pick out the guitar lick tunes. I'm okay, so jealous of you picking right. this. Aerosmith moving on, moving out, walking the dog. All right. right Who on, doesn't man. dig those? Super tight. Get your wings, woman of the word, world. The truth is coming out, Doug. Lord of the thighs. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Seasons was of wither. <laughs> then you got rocks back in the saddle. Rats in the cellar fucking kicks ass. And then toys in the attic walk this way round and round. Draw the line. Draw the line. And as much as we all slobber over the Rolling Stones and their longevity, I think what Aerosmith has been able to do with all original members, mm-hmm. I mean, guys, this is, you know, and they should have been dead in 83. Rock fans yeah. to have all the guys from Aerosmith still alive. Yeah. I mean, and really, and if you've read any of the books, extremely <laughs> lucky. The to Toxic have them all Twins. Alive. I mean, it's they're they're amazing, man. Yeah. And Brad Whitford is one of the forgetting ones. That that's so awesome that you it, threw those two out there. Well, man. we call Rat like the ultimate dysfunctional family, but you got to put Aerosmith at the top of that heap, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, the Toxic Twins. Woo, man! It's Fighting amazing. in a fucking it's mansion a- because they wouldn't, you know, dope sick. It's amazing they're still alive. It my really is. God. You know. But no, those are my favorites, man. That's awesome. Whitford Give it up for Perry. Kevin that is. That's nice good, job. man. Whitford and Perry. Absolutely, yep. dude. All right, pretty boy. What do you got? What do you got, dude? So, uh, yeah, once again, had to think about this a little bit. Uh, a few of my favorites here. Um, Slash and Izzy Stradlin. I mean, it was one of the Ooh. ones that came to mind. Incredible. 
Uh, Steve Harris and Adrian Smith from Iron Maiden. I mean, come on. Some incredible guitar work on, on them. But, uh, but Kevin said, I, I, love, I love a good riff. I love a good riff. And uh, I didn't have a piece of vinyl ring me, but uh, oh, boy. I almost picked that, <laughs> just know so you, you know. It. I know when you said it. Glenn Tipton, K.K. Downing from Judas Priest. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, man, those heavy riffs on those opening songs. And every time, I, I, I love the album. I, I went through this, this uh, uh, era in, like, my, I think it was, like, my senior year of high school when I loved live albums. It was when uh, uh, we've talked about before, like, uh, Wasp, Live in the Raw came out. Yeah, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Randy Rhodes' Tribute was coming out. Uh, and uh, I had Priest Live. Was, was my favorite. I had Priest Live, and uh, the guitar work at the beginning of the song, The Sentinel by, by Judas Priest, Ooh. to me is like amazing. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's incredible. So, so that's it. I mean, and I saw Judas Priest in concert back in those days, which I'm so glad that I did. And uh, man, those two guys just, I mean, you know, the whole rock and back and forth thing, which if, if you've seen my band, we copy that to the oh, hilt. You, good <laughs> on you. But man, that was everything. I mean, that's just like, they, they were... To me, like, you know, they were both leather head to toe, studs, leather. I mean, just oh, heavy, you, heavy I'm guitars. You, I love it. So there you go. That's mine. Judas Priest. Nice. You know, and it, it's kind of cool that we have, we, have, we have Doug. And honestly, we're spoiled when we do these live events and then have Jimmy Roseberry also from uh, the Gypsy Kings. Yes, two of my Jimmy. Favorite, two of my favorite singers. When you talk about the folks that get it live and who put on good shows, especially in, in town here, I mean, Doug is one of those guys, and Jimmy is one of those guys that they're very passionate about uh, the performance and everything. And if you get a chance, go see Rock House, go see Gypsy Kings, because they're two of my my favorite bands here in town. They do a great job, and the lead singers are awesome. Thanks, so. Arch. Yeah, All right. Thanks, All right, Arch. We'll, we let's see it. No, <laughs> Jimmy, we suck less. Well, all right. So, and I'm gonna do this without trying to sound. And this is from my mom, 87 years old. Uh, God bless uh, Betty Joyce. But uh, wishy-washy. I don't want to sound... Mama Madness. Does anybody say wishy-washy anymore? You just did. I'm going to sound a little wishy-washy on this. My brain is telling me Adrian Smith and Dave Murray of Iron Maiden. And, and uh, I, have a Dave, I have a Dave Murray uh, guitar pick tattoo on my arm. And I'm seeing some of these names that people are throwing around Facebook. And I know you're going to talk about it. Uh, but my heart is telling me... Ace Fraley and, and Paul Stanley. Wow. And, and let me just say this. Paul Stanley, far, 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 from a guitar <laughs> god. All right. But, but his lead, he, I mean, he's the lead singer. So you know what I mean? This is going to be a different kind of uh, different dynamic. Role. It's a different dynamic than what we're talking about than some of these other uh, duos that we're going to discuss. But... For me, Detroit Rock City, and, and this is well documented on, on this show, uh, Detroit Rock City, I'm talking about the second solo towards the end of the song when Paul joins Ace, yeah. and especially on Kiss Alive 2. And you got to remember back to 1978, this, is, this, is, this was my first foray into rock. This is where, this is, this is it. And to hear that solo, you know what I'm talking Yes. And then he comes in. Then Paul comes in. I 
folks. Uh, hey. Let me, let me. That is, and we can bag on Gene and Paul as much as you want, and Ace and, and the history of, of my all-time favorite band, but that is a signature, a signature sound. That's awesome. When, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm going to throw this out there. Settle down, you three. When you, when you Simmer hear, down now. When you hear Clapton and Jack Bruce, I'm just saying, and, and I don't want to throw Clapton and Jack Everybody Bruce just, just around. Because when, when I hear Jack Bruce, Trapper, when I hear Clapton, those are signature sounds. And, and that solo on Detroit Rock City was that kind of signature sound for me. When I'm in the studio, I always crank that part. As you the, should. The same way I did when I was fucking eight years old, man. I still crank Detroit Rock City, that second solo with that harmonics. And, and that's why I didn't pick Adrian and, and Dave from, uh, from uh, Iron Maiden. Because when I hear that sound, I hear Iron Maiden. I hear Judas Priest. They all copied that sound. They yeah. all bowed down. And, and, and listen, while I've got the audience, and I'll, and I'll leave it at this, you can say what you want about Kiss. You can mock Kiss all you want, and Gene and Paul and Peter, but I'm telling you, Ace Fraley, and we're going to miss him when he's gone, man. Mm. Ace Fraley, in the same regard that we hold Jimmy Page, the same regard that we hold uh, Keith Richards, that sloppy style, that is Ace Fraley. Ace yeah. Fraley is sloppy New York rock. What did their ads say? And we're going to miss it, man. We want we're a flashy guitar player with and balls. When, and when I see Tommy Thayer, when I say Tommy Thayer, he's the guy wearing Ace's makeup now. When I see him wearing Ace's makeup, it's not the same. I don't give a shit, and I'm taking my kids to see the show because I want my kids to see the explosions. I want my kids to wear the makeup. I want my kids to hear Love Gun. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a song about sex. Dare to dream, Arch. Dare yeah, to dream. all their songs are about wieners. <laughs> but I want my kids to see it. And, and, and I know it's not Ace, but I'm telling you right now, and I always go off on an Ace Fraley tangent, we are going to miss Ace Fraley when he's gone, gang. And I'm telling you, watch this right now. The same way they slobbered over Bowie, the same way they slobbered over Greg Allman, name the legends, and we don't give them credit until they're gone. Right. And I'm telling you, Ace Fraley is one of those fucking cats, man. He's an and and Kiss can do whatever they want, and I'll be there and I'll support Paul and Gene, but it's not Kiss without Ace Fraley. No. And, and that's and that's the bottom line. That was right. it was Ace Fraley and Evil Knievel for me. Where's your buzzer? Say it again, hit brother. It. Just hit it. Ace those Fraley are, and Evil Knievel. Those were Fuck my yeah. first two heroes. Hell yeah. And the six million dollar man wasn't fucking far <laughs> off, bro. And Bo Duke. <laughs> but Valerie Bertinelli was on my yeah, wall. That's a whole other kind of fantasy, bro. So we asked this question Absolutely. on uh, the social Absolutely. medias. You can follow in, uh, uh, Vinyl Analysis on Instagram, uh, the QFN Facebook page. We, we brought this question up, and uh, the one that stood out to us, uh, Joe Martin, thanks, buddy. Gary King and Jeff Hanneman. Oh, Jeff Hanneman. And, 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 and right there for Jeff Hanneman. And you guys know me. I, I, love, my, I love my thrash metal. And, and Slayer is one of those bands. Let, let me say this. Slayer, and, and I don't know if this sounds weird, Slayer almost has like an ACDC vibe in the heavy metal world because when you hear Slayer, you know. And I, I saw an interview with Kerry King from, from Slayer, and, and they said, you're kind of the ACDC of, of thrash metal. And you know what he said? Thank you. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Sure. Yeah. Because when you hear it, it's like, oh, every song sounds the same. Well, every song sounds the same, but it's ACDC. 
Every song sounds the same, but it's Slayer. And, and Kerry King and, and God rest Jeff Hanneman's soul. Jeff Hanneman was yeah. really one of the best. And I'm a Dave Mustaine guy. You, you know oh, that. Yeah. I'm a Dave oh, Mustaine yeah. Guy. yeah. Jeff Hanneman's one of the all-time greats from the genre. Yes, he is. What, el- what else do you have coming here? I'm curious to see what I want to hear what, what people what say. And I want to I know right, if anybody what, else has some other Well, bands. actually, we have a uh, honorary night that we'd like to come up. Oh, yeah. And to join right. the conversation. No, wait, wait. Let me look at my notes. Is that Stacy? I'm going to look at my notes. Our buddy, who has been... Uh, very supportive of the Vinyl Analysis he Podcast. Has. Troy Stacy. Troy Stacy. Come on, Troy's Troy. in the house tonight. Craft and vinyl. Oh now, uh, go ahead, Doug. Woo! Tell him what he wants. We, we, we th- <laughs> you know, we thought about trying to name him ourselves, but we went ahead and a man asked arranged. Troy's, uh, yeah. you know, his night name. We all have these goofy night names. Uh, Troy's name is. Sir Zildjian. Sir Zildjian, right here. Sir Zildjian. Sir Zildjian. I like that. All right. Thank you, thank you. I love it. What's your rock duo, man? Rock duo, guitarist. I mean, it's... It's always been uh, tipped in and downing for me. Right. I mean, right. I, I love that, those man. guys with all my heart, so... And, and isn't it crazy, Troy? And, and, and we're not... Obviously, we won't, we won't get into it right here. But it, it's, it's crazy how there was always that divide. And as we get older, I love Priest, but... To be in, like, go back to my junior year in 1988, you had to pick. You had to pick. And I always, I always picked, I always picked Maiden over Priest, but, but it's, it's, Priest was way before them. Priest was doing shit before Maiden was even really sniffing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and as I get older, I realize what Judas Priest really meant to rock and the whole scene. And those two, uh, I mean, it's amazing, man, what those two were able to accomplish and how iconic those two are. I agree. Whole, wholeheartedly, yeah, yeah I man. agree. Did you, so did you know what I'm talking about? There was a, there was a divide. I mean, in, in, when we were growing up, you had to pick. You had to fucking pick, man. And sometimes you, you had to pick. get in a couple fist well, fights yeah. depending who you pick, like, right? People <laughs> come up to me and they're like, oh, do you... Do you do you like anything that Sammy Hagar did? <laughs> well, yeah, man. I, and I always tell my buddies, I say, if you're going to come at me with Sammy Hagar, don't do it with When It's Love. Come at me with Montrose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I, I got fair warning. That's I got fair warning. I got fair warning. I got women and children first. Don't come at me with that. And it's, it's cr- <laughs> yeah, right? But it's cool how we always had to pick something, man. You always, they don't have these choices anymore. I mean, I guess Limp Biscuit and corn. Is that? Yeah, that's, you sorry, know, the age-old yeah. debate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, but seriously, but you, but you picked, uh, you picked <laughs> Judas Priest. I, I just love those guys. Fell in love with them with the British Steel album. When I heard the song United, I'm like, what is oh, going on here? United, Unbelievable. Troy. I don't know how you guys feel about that, don't but worry. amazing. They're fine. They're fine. Troy. Love don't KK still to this day. Just read his book recently. Uh, an incredible read. I highly suggest it. And, and, and honestly, again, as much as we talk about Dio, as much as we talk about these other cats, dude, Rob Halford is the metal god. And, and it's, I mean, there's no doubt in that, man. There's no doubt in that. Priest. I thought if they would have made the Hall of Fame last year, Troy, and I would love to hear your 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 beef on this because I'm sure you have. They one. were robbed. They were absolutely robbed. You know when when we have you know and and I'm sure he'll probably at us. But if if Eddie Trunk and those cats you know and the gang from the Howard Stern show want to pick fucking Bon Jovi over Judas Priest, then I know I, think that's I know what we're dealing with. That's He's what so we're dealing though. with. 
Dude, I thought if Priest would have got into the Hall of Fame, it would have been a watershed moment for the rest of the music. It would have been a watershed Definitely moment. Definitely would have opened some doors. And then we're yep. like, yeah, woo, Molly Crew's in. Got to have room for Jim Jackson. Yeah. But it's not going to happen, guys. And I what mean, about Priest's current album right now? Oh, my it God. Is oh off my the God. chain, yeah. man. Firepower. They still have that energy. Oh, Rob really sounds as good as he's ever sounded. And, and Maybe even as, better. And as much as we love KK, KK, I mean, Richie Faulkner, he's the real deal, Holyfield. I, I like him. Fuck. Yeah, watch Damn. your mouth. Watch your mouth. Where are we at? I don't even All know right. where we're at. Uh, Sir Zildjian, give us a, a track that we'll add to the Spotify playlist. Give, uh, what's your uh, your Judas Priest uh, track? Must hear. What, must I, hear I really think it's United because when I heard British Steel and I heard the That's anthem cool. that was United, I was a Priest fan, sold. Stone is. Cold, sold right then and there. Cool, and man. been hanging with them ever since. You, so. you know what? And something else that people don't really talk about when it comes to Priest and, and their innovation with heavy metal, the album Painkiller. I, I mean, as far as that changed music, uh, as far as metal going into the 90s, man. You know, and I was, I was, a, I was a Dime and Vinny guy. I mean, Pan, yeah. you know, Lars and James and Vinny and Dime killed hair metal. You know, it wasn't Kurt Cobain. For me, you, you know, I agree. I, mean? I agree. So, so I they brought already, the groove for sure. Moved on. But, but I think Judas Priest have been able to uh, a lot of different generations of heavy metal. They've been able to influence people. And I think back to the Painkiller album and, and what they've been able to do. And, and Rob Halford's the best. He's the goat. So we're gonna sit here too. and slobber over Tom Brady. We sure shit better slobber. <laughs> true, true. Over, I don't see anybody out here slobbering over Tom Halford. Brady. <laughs> yeah. They'll they'll make it to the Rock Hall eventually. All right, it just yeah, takes yeah. all of us kind so, of swelling up to help make well, shit, it happen. Deep Purple just made it two years ago, for crying out loud. So now I would love My to Black open Moore this rant. up. I would love to open this up. And, yeah, and, and First of all, thanks to Sir Troy. This is a great God. setup. I hope <laughs> you're all welcome. And thank you all for being here. It means a lot to me. We thank belong you. Thank here, you, Troy. baby. You guys having fun? So what I would like to do, and, and listen, we'll edit it out if nobody wants to say shit. But if there's anything you want to talk about as far as the duo guitarists, any comments, whatever you want to talk about, if you want to, if you want to give a shout-out to some of the older bands, please, let's, let's do it right now. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Christy with QFM. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chrissy, if this was you know what? Bay, it's Christy from the men's room. That's yeah, right. I know. <laughs> I if this saw was you. put Bay, and, and you know in. what? Because I, I hold all, all of your dicks, so Wait, shut up. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went That's there. Our girl. That's our girl. You know what? I'm a 50-some-year-old woman, and I grew up with Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden, one of my favorite bands. I swear to God, I love Iron Maiden, and I think the duo between the two of them, one of the most awesome ever. I agree. Oh, I agree. I've got Dave Murray's town on my... Sh you know what? And somebody... I don't know if somebody's going to bring this up, but we didn't bring up M Malcolm Young and, and Angus. And, and Angus. But let yeah, me, let, let's, yeah. But before we talk about them together and what Angus has meant to the band, I want to yeah. make sure that I get this out there because Malcolm Young was... And, yes. and honestly... He was the greatest rhythm guitar player in rock he and roll. He was the brains. In rock and roll. And you're talking to a huge Hetfield guy and, and every other yeah, rhythm guitar player Yeah, nobody brought up Metallica yet. Any, any uh, James? Or, well, and, Kevin, and yeah. pop up here real quick. Kev, and, and, and come on that. up. Dancing Kevin. And, 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 and here's the deal. Whoop, whoop. We never really got a chance to see Mustaine. All right, hold on. Let's hear Kevin. And Hetfield together. 
All right, my name's Kevin Schroeder, a.k.a. Yeah. Dancing Kevin. Dancing, Dancing Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, woo! Uh, Kirk Hammond and, and James Hetfield, right? And you're right about Dave Mustaine. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. No, and, and, and Kirk and, and what they were able to do with, with mm-hmm. James, I honestly got it. I always, I'm, I'm a Mustang guy. I think he is the thrash. Uh, uh, I think he is the, 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 the godfather of thrash. I, I truly believe that because I think when he was in Metallica, he influenced James so much. He influ- influenced so many of those other, those other guitar yeah. players. But, but Kirk doesn't get his due, man. And I think James and Kirk, that's a pretty, I mean, yeah, if you've got Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets uh, on your oh resume, yeah, you're doing all right. You're doing yeah. real good. But let me ask you this. And I'm Miss Cliff. How freaked out were you the first time you heard Kirk Hammett's voice? <laughs> Play the guitar, buddy. Right. Yeah. Really? It made me question everything that I Didn't am. It actually, <laughs> you're watching Headbangers Ball with yeah. Mickey Rabbit. Kirk Hammett. It made me revisit everything I thought I knew. There's yeah. Jay, and then Kirk, and you're like, oh. My God. Yeah, no but doubt. I mean, yeah, that's you're right, man. Like, kill them all. I mean, I know that's Dave Mustaine. Well, and, and yeah, but, I always I always make the joke, and and the joke is that. You see the Kill 'Em All album, yeah. and then there's one that actually says uh, Mustaine wrote them all. Yeah, yeah. And those first two records, Mustaine's influence was, was huge. Huge. But huge. but but James and Cliff, oh God, and, Cliff, and Kirk yeah. for Master and what oh, yeah. Lars was able to do mm-hmm. in the in the post production. Yeah, I mean those guys are the shit. Those guys dude. are the shit for sure. Dancing yeah. Kevin, everybody. Dancing Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. What else? What else? Anybody else? We'll edit it out. Who, Who else? else we got? Talk to us. Something we've said. Multiple guitar players. What do we got? Yeah, let's. I want to hear from you, cats. What do you got? Well, I, mean, I, I mean, you're going a little bit past. This is not heavy metal, but no, I don't give a shit. John and George. I was man. gonna. I was. I was knew someone was gonna say it tonight. I, I actually thought that was what you were gonna say yeah, when I got yeah. here. Yeah, I almost did. Only they're British. <laughs> they're not American. <laughs> but no, guys, if you think, if you think anybody else, the, uh, British, there we go, Almond and Dickie Betts. Right, and if you think Roll, of, of how many guitar, guitar players are in Leonard Skinner? Well, like that's six. my thing. Leonard Skinner probably had three different versions. Three different versions exactly. of the best guitar duos ever. Van Zant. Yeah. I, I mean, well, dude, and Ed King. I mean, Jesus, you think of you think of what they have, and the, and then gains at the end. I mean. Yeah. They they were, how did Leonard Skinner? You can't have free bird all without. Those, it's like uh, how does Belichick guitars. and Brady find all these other role players? Hey Arch. And how did Leonard Skinner find all these guitar players? Scorpions. There's yes. Yeah, that's a but, good one. Go. But Kevin and you, we're just talking about jabs and, and yeah. Shanker. But you got Uli Roth. You've got one of my all-time favorite guitar players, Michael Shanker. I mean. The list goes on and on and, and on, then, and, and, on and, and on. And then we come current. I mean, Winger it is, it really with Red is. Beach. Get that cat first. Wayne Carlson, Summertime Blues, Blue Cheer. Oh, Blue Cheer. Blue Cheer. Dickie Peterson. Here we go. Blue Cheer. Oh, amen, brother. Amen. Yep. And our boy uh, Chips Enough from yes. Enough's Enough, that's his favorite band. No. I mean, Blue Cheer influenced Blue so cheer. many bands. Influenced so many bands. How about yeah. the Eagles, guys? There you go. Dude. A little, little no, bit. Of, no, 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 no. A little bit. Of, wait, you don't. I don't have to play it 14 times an hour. Just, <laughs> no. Hey. Walsh. But, but as and, far as guitar work goes, oh, I mean, and, and come as on. much as we talk about Joe Walsh and he went to grade school here in Columbus, I'm telling you what, Don Felder is one of the greatest guitar Great players. Guitar player. 
ever in rock and roll. This cat wants to say something. I can feel it. Yes, he does. Dude, is that a Saxon t-shirt? Yes, it is. It is a Saxon t-shirt. Hello, on a Tuesday? I usually only wear mine on Thursdays. Talks to us. All right, I'm Patrick. I just got to say that this has to be mentioned today because I have no idea why it's never been talked about. Say it. But the dual guitar lead that you hear in, in Maiden and you hear in Judas Priest and even you just mentioned the Eagles when, in Hotel California, that was all started with Dickie Betts and Dwayne Allman. I mean, yeah, nobody yeah, gives them credit for... Yeah. Yeah. She mentioned him, but that that is something that nobody talks about. The dual lead, doing the harmonics and so forth. Oh, yeah, just killing yeah. it in the eighties. All stems I mean, from nineteen sixty nine seventy. Yeah, Derek and the Dominoes, right? Nineteen seventy. Yeah. It really, we talk about the the almonds and, and Dickie Betts. Really, when they had Dickie, and then uh, uh, for Warren Haynes, Warren Haynes, well. Jesus. Warren Haynes, they're and another band like Skinnerd, where you could pick and any two. Forget, not, do not forget Derek Trucks. And yeah, Jesus. Derek Trucks. Oh my God, good Absolutely. call. Absolutely, Absolutely. Derek that's another yeah. show, you bro. Damn right, any duo right now. That's a whole plan. other show. You, you're gonna go see that show at the Rose, by the way. Uh, Blackberry Smoke, Tedeschi Trucks, oh. and uh, Shovels and Rope. You're gonna go to that show at the, at the Rose out in uh, Huber Heights. Yeah, right? Huber yeah. Heights, great I, venue yeah, down I there, man. Go to that. Yeah. And, 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 bro, I just can't get over the Saxon t shirt. I know, man. That is Classic. flipping awesome. Classic. That's awesome. Hey, and, and let Dual me throw... guitars, too. <laughs> oh, oh, it's twin guitars. You ain't a kidding, Biff. And Thanks, let me. Patrick. <laughs> I, I want to throw one more before we kind of wrap things up here because uh, I had a buddy who, uh, who moved to Iowa, my friend Bob Keck. And, and Bob and I, I saw so many shows at the Al Rosa with Bob. And Bob and I, and he listens. He listens to this podcast in Iowa, and and we used to have discussions about two guitar players, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of appropriate now with this latest edition of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's Steve Clark and Pete Willis. Oh my! He always talked about Pete Willis, and I was kind of a Clark guy when we talked about things, and it was like, well, yeah, and then Phil Collin came in, but I'm telling you. Steve Clark and Phil Collin, for, for the songs that you love on Pyromania, On Through the Night, uh, and High and Dry, Pete Willis, and, and good news is Pete Willis, the guys in Def Leppard have said when they get inducted, they are going to let Pete Willis uh, be a part of it. Pete Willis, like Dave Mustaine. When you get kicked out of a band for drinking too much, <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's impressive in that Dave era. Dave <laughs> Willis got kicked out of Def Leppard, and Dave Mustaine yeah. got kicked out of Alcoholica. Yeah. Let's be honest. No shit. But, uh, but yeah, Steve Clark and Pete Willis, I want to make sure that I throw them out there because uh, in the same vein that, that Hanneman and King and they people are throwing these names too. out there. I yeah. mean, th those, those two, very, very important to the Def Leppard that we all love. Well, it's very cool that they're including him in to. that because it's certainly deserved. All right, so, all right. Final thoughts. Closing Final thoughts, thoughts. Let's, 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 go to, let's go to our Final thoughts. Kings. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, Kevin, what's, what's the Gypsy what Kings have uh, in store for us here? I got to tell you guys, thank you all again for coming out tonight on a yeah. Tuesday night. Thank you, Craft and Vinyl, Troy. The Gypsy Kings are live and on fire this year so far. March 9th, Lucky's Marysville, March 15th, uh, On the Rocks, and March 23rd, Roops in Delaware. You can find us on Facebook yeah. at the Gypsy Kings Band. 
also on uh, Instagram, the Gypsy Kings, and get at us on Twitter at the Gypsy Kings. Thank you so much. K Y N G S. Chrissy's on your Kings shit. Of the she, is on, oh. she is on my shit like Stormy Daniels on a hot meal. <laughs> I'm telling you. Rock and roll, mama. Jimmy. I hope you got a lot of ones. What do you got, Doug? What do you got, Doug? What do you got? What's Rock House doing? All right. Well, a couple things. Uh, so, Rock House, busy schedule this year as well. And uh, first of all, man, there's a lot of great freaking bands in Columbus, you guys. If, you're n if, you, if you like live music, get out there and go see them, because every single one of us, we all appreciate it when we look out and see people out in the crowd, and, uh, and uh, so it means a lot. So thank you for supporting uh, what we're all doing. Uh, Rock House, our next couple shows are on the road. We're going to be in Dayton on February 1st at the Hollywood Casino. Go. Then we're up in Mansfield at Snow Trails on the 9th. We'll be out in Pickerington go. on the 26th at the Corner Bar and Grill. Great venue out there in Pickerington. Uh, also, I personally will be back here at Craft and Vinyl next Wednesday, uh, starting my new music series called Inside the Music. I laid some cards out there on the table for you guys. Um, and Christy, I'm sorry to say the topic of my first discussion next week will be the Eagles Hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> I will save you a front row seat. But if you, but if you guys like hearing the stories Stay behind the, the songs... Uh, check out my website for Inside the Music at InsideTheMusicColumbus.com. I've got a bunch of those coming up the next couple months. And check out Rock House's website at RockHouseOfficial.com. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah. QFM 96, 3 to 7, Monday through Friday. All right, let me take care of some business here, all right? Everybody, you can subscribe to Vinyl Analysis at iTunes or on your favorite podcasting app. Please rate and review us. Uh, we love that. Uh, Be you know. kind. Also, uh, follow us on Instagram at Vinyl Analysis. Check out our Spotify playlist we talked about already. You can search for Archie Vinyl Analysis. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for coming out specifically, you guys, tonight. For, Thank you. Thank you, guys. For the Knights of the Rock Table, I am Arch Madness. Stay frosty, everyone. I got a whiz.